Hello, my friends, and welcome to the DDP. It's the 13th day of January. I'm Paul White. Greetings and salutations, grace and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You're on my heart, on my mind. Thank you for your love, your prayers, your support, for your faithfulness to sort of hold up our hands. And I hope we are pulling our end and bringing to you fresh bread, something that gives you a little bit of fuel as you walk this walk and take this journey with the Father. And if we're just a little part of your diet, it is a great privilege. Today, we get to do something that I absolutely love about the Bible. We get to let the Bible take us into different directions. If you've studied the Bible very long, what you have found is that you're holding this massive book that is cross-referencing itself repeatedly. And thanks to the scholarship and the hard work of generations of Bible students, theologians, um, literary critics, we have cross-reference, chain-reference Bibles in our hands, or at least on our smartphones, where you can look at a verse and run the references within the entire 66 books from that one verse. And if you don't have a reference Bible that will do that, you have access to websites that will do that. You can cross-reference every word, how it was used, Hebrew, Greek, English. You can go find other verses that use those phrases. You can find other verses that relate to the material. This is what good reference Bibles and good commentaries are good for. And I love that. That's, I, I can't tell you. over the, This is literally incalculable. Only God knows the answer to this question. How many sermons have I preached over the course of what is now approaching 29 years of ministry? How many sermons have I preached? How many podcasts have I done? How many articles have I written? Devotions have I given? In which the content, the big bulk of the content of, content of that sermon was only birthed because I cross-referenced something else I was reading or studying because I took the rabbit trail, took the left when the path was straight, whatever, went down into that journey, spent 15 or 20 minutes, spent 15 or 20 days, and come out the other side and went, well, I didn't expect to preach a sermon on that, but there we go. I love that. I think that is a blast. Today, that was a big long intro to tell you that today we're going to do that because in Genesis 19, you're talking about Lot being delivered from Sodom and Gomorrah. But Peter, who knew his Torah, knew his Genesis account, writes in 2 Peter chapter 2 that God turned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemning them to destruction. I'm in verse 6. If we're talking about Sodom and Gomorrah, then you can cross-reference that and run into the New Testament and find what you might find there. We did it yesterday with the pillar of salt. Lot's wife turned to a pillar of salt. Jesus brings that into the equation. He talks about what that looks like. I talked yesterday, we used these verses, delivered righteous Lot, verse 7, he was oppressed by the conduct of the wicked. Verse 8, he, that righteous man dwelling among them tormented his righteous soul day to day, seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. Verse 9 then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. So Peter's entire point of bringing this up was that there was a destruction about to happen 
contextually a destruction about to happen to false teachers. Those who, according to verse 3, exploit you with deceptive words. And exploitation is a tool and a weapon of deceivers. Peter is looking forward to, this sounds odd, I know, but he's looking forward to a destruction of that which is false, of that which needs torn down. I don't think he's isolating an individual day, but I think he is showing that God brings down what needs brought down and brings through whom he needs to bring through. That's why the angels grab Lot by the hand and pull him out of Sodom. But the reason I wanted to come back to this today, because if you listen to yesterday's podcast, we actually talked about this, but I wanted to give you two or three minutes on a Greek word from verse 9. The latter part of the verse says he reserves the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. And the word punishment there is the Greek word kalazo. And the word kalazo literally means to prune. And when you prune, you don't just cut for destruction willy-nilly. You prune to improve. If I cut a tree, I'm just removing the branch so it doesn't fall on my house. If I'm pruning the fruit tree, I'm removing so that the end result can be better. And it's interesting that Peter uses the word prune, we translate it punishment, for the day of judgment, to reserve the unjust for pruning for the day of judgment. Now, I don't know exactly what Peter meant to say, but I know that when I read it, what I see is that we should consider whatever the day of judgment looks like as the moment that God prunes out of our lives whatever doesn't need to be there in order that by pruning it, we will arrive at a better branch. Because if you're pruning a fruit tree, you're removing that branch, not because it doesn't produce fruit. In fact, Jesus said in John 15 that the father, the husbandman of the vineyard, actually removes fruit so that there can be better fruit. So it's not as if he's only out there pruning off branches that look scrawny and disease-ridden, but that he's pruning away something so that there can be something better. And maybe instead of only thinking of judgment in terms of the iron fist dropping on people's sin, maybe we should also think of it. I didn't say we get rid of that. I, I know there's utility in that. But maybe we should also consider that the language of the New Testament tilts towards a type of judgment that improves the product. It doesn't just eliminate the product. In fact, it doesn't always eliminate it at all. It it reforms the world. It reforms the incident. So I, with that in mind, I hope to undergo the judgment of God repeatedly. Because by undergoing the judgment of God, I have burned up 
out of me whatever doesn't belong. And he can actively go to work removing the things in me that though they might even be good, might hinder the better. And I don't just want the good, I want the best. And I think you do too. We'll go back to the Lot story because there's another pretty dark turn with him and his daughters. We'll do that tomorrow. I'll see you then. God bless.